1: Oh, have we got a lot to talk about this week? So much in fact that there'll be no endless search this week. So if that's all you listen for, sadly you're gonna have to turn off now. But there Matt is that, and Joe.
0: There is that one guy on. who hates the endless search, so
1: he'll be delighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will be his favourite episode ever. Yeah. And do you know what? I'm predicting this is going to be a fantastic episode because these are the episodes I enjoy most where, basically, for a long time... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah, you just just it off the rest of the the team. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry, everyone else. That is is the main reason. The other main reason is we're just going to speak about a lot of things that we're either very excited for or that we've loved playing. Mm. I think pretty much everything on this list is good, which is... It's at the very least good. Yeah. So, you know... No moaning. But if you're if you if, if you're here for us just to moan, turn off now. It's not mm-hmm. happening. There probably will be the moans. we can't help ourselves because we're British. Oh, um, is that you're <laughs>
0: playing into the UK thing this early? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, we're just British. Uh, we love a moan.
1: We love a moan. Oh. It's endearing. You know Two days ago I was complaining it was too hot today. I'm complaining it's raining. Never happy me. Unbelievable. Um, how are we doing though, Matt and Joe?
2: I'm good. I'm, I'm very good after last night. Look at all that Ooh, explosion you of good stuff.
1: It, it was well, nice. What, did like, you watch the PlayStation showcase as well? <laughs> I, I, I did. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, the I, I was.
0: Did you have the same reaction to me when they played that fucking rubbish chess advert at the start of showcase that I you were was, I was so game. confused? <laughs> I was watching that, being like fuck, if this is how they're spending the first three minutes of this showcase, it is going to be a sh- It shitter. went on and on. <laughs> and like, on. I don't really
2: understand how that advertises PlayStation to a group of people that have tuned in because they already like PlayStation. Yeah, it has.
0: The thing is, right, Play has no limits, so you do oh, have yeah, to understand yeah. that play has no limits. We
2: started therefore... a podcast that we said we weren't going to complain <laughs> about complaining about exactly Play no, no, has no but limits, my, but if my, you
1: have enough money to upgrade your games, yeah, my wider point <laughs> here
0: is: I saw that and I was like, "We are in for bollocks," and then almost straight away there was something where, well you know, pr- very soon after, I was like, "This is amazing," mm-hmm. and it pretty much stayed amazing after that point. Yeah.
1: That was a weird advert, though, wasn't it? Because you wouldn't have... T- like, Apart from the big statue of Aloy, it was like, what's this got to do with playing? Yeah, <laughs> it was really going? odd. It was like a
0: banner yeah. of Nathan Drake. Like,
1: anyway, right, from I'm going to say from that point on, it was banging. It dipped a little, but we're not going to talk about everything. Because, you know, we haven't got time to talk about everything they showed off. We're going to talk about the big stuff mm. and the good stuff. I don't think there's any other place to start, really, than with new God of War footage. Because god of war ragnarok have they have i read this right they revealed it as god of war ragnarok but they still didn't 100 confirm it's called god of war ragnarok uh
0: they well they revealed it with a i think it was a god of war symbol and the word ragnarok and they never said that's the title we're going for and i mean it'd be mad
1: at this point if it isn't is it
0: but genuinely i well no i think that that is the title now but i genuinely think at the time they were mm. thinking of another title, so they never confirmed yep. it. And then the entire internet called it God of War Ragnarok, and then it would be insane just for a Google exactly. SEO reason <laughs> to change it.
1: But my word does this game look good. And, like, the original now... I said the original. The 2018 game is firmly in line my top two or three games of all time, I think. The more I think about it and the more I replay it, like, unbelievably good game. And just looking at the gameplay footage they showed off in this trailer... It just looks more of the same, but even prettier and Mm. just, I don't know. I just love the very varying environments they've got this time around. I think they've said all nine realms are in this game from Mm -hmm. Norse mythology. So, I mean, how big is this game going to be? Big, hopefully.
0: Yeah, I'm interested in, because obviously this is like, it it looks very shortly after the last game. Like, Atreus is a little... They said a few years. Yeah, he's definitely older. They're doing it so. They're, they're treating this so much as a follow up to the last game. Mm. That how do you. Apart from the fact that he's definitely going to seemingly definitely going to have the axe and the chains the whole time. Yeah. How do you account for his powers? Like, do they just strip you of the powers? Is there a reason for. Like, is there the classic Metroid thing where someone comes along and takes all his powers away and I think he has to you get just them back build.
1: Or, upon them
2: i remember don't know. batman did this didn't it in arkham in arkham city it had to work out how to kind of give you a new power curve mm. uh and it kind of i think did that have like you could chain things together or something oh, like that there was definitely yeah. another system that it put in so that it didn't totally rob you of every single gadget batman has mm. um mm. but yeah its that thing right is that i think what i really want to know about god of war i didn't get out of this trailer out of the trailer i got that it still looks amazing and uh Mm -hmm. it's it's the game that i love getting more of it i think what i really the things i actually want to know are how is this game different what are the new mechanics that this game is going to have but i know that that will well yeah yeah there's that (laughs) that will come down the line it's just nice to be given like the thing that you know exists but is the bone that's been waved in front of your face for a while it's nice to be thrown it i think more than anything to people
1: I mean, maybe I'm just projecting from my point of view. I was just happy that it was like a good three minutes of yep. gameplay. I was mm-hmm. like, not just another, it's coming, tease, like this is properly being built yeah. and makes me think it's not too big a shout to say it's coming some point next year. Oh, well, they've said it's coming next year. Like, it's... Well, they also said it was coming this year. So... Yeah, but, <laughs> if,
0: but then you don't go, it's coming yeah. this year and then go, it's yeah. coming next year. And then it's like, unless they
1: really fucked up. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty positive this will be out by next Christmas. Um, Yeah, it just looks so good. I think the things that got me most excited were just if you know about Norse mythology, some of the characters they introduced. I don't want to kind of, almost don't want to spoil it, especially if you haven't played the original. It kind of spoils reveals for mm. the end of the original. So, although they did that in the trailer, (laughs) I suppose they kind of (laughs) did. But yeah, yeah, I Um, I know your point.
0: Um, mm -hmm. Did you watch the post show? I did yeah because they repeatedly said this is the end of the Norse saga. Which what? I assumed it was a trilogy, which I think I, everyone did. Which, which I genuinely I said. I love the idea of because it finishes this story, which obviously, I mean, Ragnarok makes sense for that. Mm-hmm. But really, what that does is they're not going to give up on God of War at this point. No, like, no. so, what, so that, that just means new mythology in yeah. the next game. I'm like, that's fucking exciting. Like, who knows where they're going to go with it? Well, like, honestly, there is a bit of me that wants them to go back to Greece because I'd love to see that this mm, version of God mm. of War within that setting with, you know, less sex minigames and
2: harpy breasts being shoved in your face. But, like, yeah, I'm kind of... Sort of, though. You know how kind of God of War was originally developed? It was this whole thing of, like, American companies can't do action games in the way that Japan does. Mm. So it was that way to prove, like, yeah, an American company can make something like a platinum game or whatever. I'd love for it to sort of then go, well, we're going to stomp into your realms now, and we're going to, you know, do... Chinese mythology or kind of like Japanese folklore or something like that, that Mate if he really does Romance of the Three Kingdoms I'll go fucking wild <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah where would I mean we're already
1: getting ahead of ourselves but yeah there's just so many possibilities like I don't know I mean I've always found the Egyptian gods to be the coolest but there we go What if um, it goes
0: full American gods and goes like present day and he's like fighting <laughs> media <laughs>
1: I've <laughs> just like Jeff Bezos Why at, not? Top of a tower. Why the hell yeah. not? I mean it just looks fantastic I don't think there's much more to really say about it other than I just really want to it's, play this game It's very rare that I see
0: a game get announced that looks exactly like how I imagined it and, and mm-hmm. with almost no surprises. And I come out of it being like, yeah, fucking brilliant. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I'm just happy and there's more of 4
1: this. Thor just sounds and looks good. They didn't really show Thor in the trailer, but they released concept art afterwards, and he just looks <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I love. He's great. Um, like he
0: is, he's, yeah. a, he's a lad.
1: Mm-hmm. An interesting, I think that one of the other big uh, headlines from this was that Cory Barlog isn't actually directing the game. He's obviously heavily involved as creative mm. director of the studio, but... They've actually passed the torch on to. I've completely forgotten Eric name, Williams. Eric, Eric Williams, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. They kind of like to get a fresh perspective each time. I, and each yeah, time.
0: yeah, that he's um that he's worked on literally every God of War game before. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, did you see that tweet going around? Like, the first thing Corey Barlog tweeted in 2020 was remember the name Eric Williams. Yeah, um, he knew which what is he was doing. which is really nice. <laughs>
1: like that must be yeah. lovely. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like. I'm, yeah, I'm into it. I'm ready. Yep. I mean, that was something we were expecting. Now on to some things maybe we... Well, some we definitely weren't expecting and some we maybe thought we might see. Mm. I was kind of half thinking we would see a Spider-Man 2 yeah, teaser. Yeah, I think, had a similar, like, similar vibe. And I thought it would be something like that just because I know a lot of people have been like, oh, they just released two games in a year. But that also means they're very prolific and they like to get through these games. They have the engines built mm. and they're going to make more. And they teased Venom played by the original Candyman. Candyman. yeah <laughs> what a piece of casting that is <laughs> it's amazing i like
0: I, so what well, are we gonna do we want to cover wolverine after this or are we gonna cover these together yeah
1: let's go well, should we let's do them together the insomniac double act because they I'll, did it the right way around didn't they so everyone's like oh insomniac marvel yeah. can i can it. i tell you what i did when that
0: happened because i was sitting <laughs> with, i was sitting with anna and i'd been like I really think they might show Spider-Man during this. And I really like those Spider-Man games a lot. Um, Mm. And, uh, and the thing came up and I was like, Spider-Man, yes. And got all excited and I was like, ready to see him. And then the fucking Wolverine thing happened. And I had no other response than to just go. I (laughs) I was just so taken aback. I had no intellectual response. It was just pure surprise. Um, Who knows what this game is And who knows when this is coming out If Spider-Man 2
1: is 2023 Like you know yeah, It just said in development didn't it I mean I kind of when they showed the bar I was like this doesn't look very Spider-Man It looks a little Well that's a Madriporian
2: bar by the look of it Oh Oh, oh,
1: there we go hmm. And um, then they showed the guy at the gym I was like Could that, are they doing Wolverine? Like, when I saw, saying about the checkered shirt being at a bar, I was like, that looks like Wolverine to Mm -hmm. me. Then they showed the blood on the fist. I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. there's metal about to come out of those hands, isn't there? (laughs) And what came out of the hands, Matt? Some metal. Well, adamantium. Exactly. Um, that, I mean, just as an elevator pitch, Insomniac making a Wolverine game just sounds right now, doesn't
2: it? That just, because well, it's, it's got to be a very different game for Spider-Man because it's just not anywhere close to the way that Spider-Man plays or even engages with the rest of the world. It feels like there's two different opportunities here, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's a there's a single-player
0: linear narrative game with, with Wolverine, you mm-hmm. know, maybe kind of building on how they, like, the structure of Ratchet & Clank, if not the, you know, maybe you have, like, hub areas or something, yeah. so that it's mm-hmm. a little more limited. Or the kind of wilder part of my brain is like Wolverine on his big fucking motorbike, like days gone style. Gone. Days Wolverine, gone Wolverine in, in like, what? in like rural environments, just
1: slashing people up like that bit in Logan, where they're running through the woods. Um, yeah. would be yeah. interested to go, if they go the hard, it's, it's hard with a Wolverine game to not go for like the 18, like violent approach, isn't well, it? Like especially slashing people's faces. Up. <laughs> especially given the only Wolverine game people
0: actually like was that. Yeah, thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would be surprised, and it's not like, you know, obviously Insomniac's made its name, well, not made its name, but changed its name in recent years as quite a wholesome game maker. Mm-hmm. But they've got, like, gory shit in their back catalogue. You know, like, Resistance wasn't exactly lovely. Um, <laughs> I could see, you know, I could see them doing doing something grittier if they, if they wanted to. Um, but I guess it's also whether being associated with the Marvel of now versus mm-hmm. the Marvel
1: of a few years ago, whether mm-hmm. you're allowed to take it that direction. I suppose yeah. I mean, Wolverine and Clank sounds like a good game. Just Clank. I would Wolverine's love back. to <laughs> see how much
0: he
2: fucking hated Clank. <laughs> it would be a bit yeah. like the start of the Last of Us when uh, oh. Joel just. I tell you what, though, you say that like you know how there's the interplay between Ratchet and Clank. Like they have like little things they can do to help each other. Mm. If there's just a mission where you've got. Um, uh oh god why is his name gone the metal guy metal russian guy colossus colossus yeah if there's a mission where you can do it with him and he can pick you up and do a fastball special with you and just Ah. hurl you through the sky do you think i mean
0: they'll obviously be in the same universe but do you Mm, think spider-man will appear in this game
1: i feel like is that maybe we're just kind of conditioned now on a marvel level to think of these things as all connected but is it all building up to an X Men game and then just a massive insomniac Marvel game? Like are they basically in a few years' time, once Enix's Avengers eventually probably dies, are they gonna go right, here's our Avengers game, which is the game pretty much people wanted. Honestly, I, don't know.
0: I feel like the Avengers game thing is just out the window at this point. I don't think you can I think it's tainted. That name mm-hmm. in games is now just mm-hmm. it's
2: associated. But X Men game a hundred percent makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you could still get away with that. Yeah, you could also get away with individual Avengers characters that you mm. then just put together in a rather than calling it like Insomniac's Marvel's Avengers or whatever. You just give it, you know how like Midnight Suns is a, is an event. Yeah. You just yeah. you, you call the game an event name and just have everybody in it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think it's only a few years until we get a Defenders
0: game. Like bring mm. back those characters that Netflix kind of you know eventually fucked Daredevil up and like
2: perfect for a game exactly absolutely like, perfect
0: yeah and they've Ooh, already well, about, you know they've already hinted at him in that spider-man universe and stuff mm-hmm. like, come on put him i'm calling in. it
2: now bookmark it. in the
1: year 2028 we will get a some insomniac civil war <laughs> come <Ooh>. on <laughs> go on then <laughs> Yeah, bookmark it, and everyone can go. You're right, or eventually in five years or seven years, even just go. You're why an do idiot. you
0: say? Why do you keep saying bookmark
1: it about a podcast? I don't know. <laughs> bookmark it. bookmark the podcast. Bookmark. Put it in your back pocket. Save it for a rainy day. Uh, um, let's briefly go about Spider Man Two. Is it I co-op? Think, That's
2: my big question.
1: I don't know if it's co-op. I think they'll do the GTA switch between right. characters. I can mm-hmm. see that thing. Um, although you know what, co-op would be very fun for that
2: game also. Yeah. Um, I I I like the idea uh, of being able to, like, do tug-of-wars with people between mm, the two different uh, whip threads. I wonder if, like...
0: I wonder if that is what the... Because, obviously, they kind of... They did the glow-up for Spider-Man onto PS5 already, and I wonder if now you have that built in. And given that, you know, the city itself, the structure of that city is going to stay similar, so you don't Mm -hmm. have to notionally you don't have to do as much work i know that's ignoring a huge number of development factors but notionally the structure is in place they know what they're going to do with that so maybe it is a case if you can pour me more resources into like how does this work as a co-op game you know technologically how do we make that feasible um mm-hmm. but also we have yet to see like a proper like triple a open world game that lets you do online co-op where you're in different places in the city at different mm-hmm. you know and that kind of thing like I would love, I'd love the idea of, you know, you could jump into my game as Miles and I'm Peter and we're swinging around different places doing different missions, but we're just in the same place. And Mm -hmm. then you go, you get like a call to a villain breaking out somewhere and go there together. Like that would also
2: allow you to fundamentally, there's always that scene, whether it's in a comic book or if it's a movie where like there's a team up. And suddenly, like this bridge is collapsing, but the villain's over there, and they have mm. to split up. Like the idea of then you having like a freeze frame moment where it's like, which of you are going to go and save the kids, and which of you are going to chase down the boss? Yeah. Uh, the the other question is, Venom
0: is mm-hmm. playable.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think he's a villain, isn't
0: he? I'd I don't imagine like
1: frame him as a villain,
0: but you could like, you don't
1: cast Candyman, and he's not a villain. No, but he's also like. <laughs>
0: Is it like play as Venom in sections of the story or something? Like he well, he acts maybe. so much like Spider like that's such a thing. Yeah, that the idea of mm-hmm. not allowing you. I mean, maybe it gets maybe it's like a symbiote suit thing. Like I mean, yeah. I'm sure that will happen. That always happens.
1: I'll have to be reminded. Very uh, vague spoilers to the end of the original Spider Man, but what? um, is it Osborn? Is it Carnage? They were teasing. Him no, in no, it Office, was Venom. Yeah. What? Don't, was it what? Venom? But wasn't Venom? Wasn't there a
0: symbiote being attached to?
1: Yeah, didn't he Harry have like, a symbiote lab oh, in his it... house?
0: I'm pretty sure that's that's right. Oh, okay. Was that I carnage just, uh, or Venom. Very much I assumed can't...
2: that the the green tank thing was was setting up a green Goblin-y sort of deal. But I'm pretty sure there was a
1: symbiote. I'm in looking. It. It. I don't know, it but out, we mate. haven't. Surely Green Goblin's appearing in this one. He can't. Have, you can't have three games and Green Goblin doesn't turn up for Spider Man, can you? <laughs> that I would think. be. That would be lovely. Get Willem Dafoe back. We all want it. Um, yeah, I think Wolverine and Spider-Man 2 they confirmed is PS5 only God of War interestingly is PS4 and PS5, uh, same with Horizon mm. I'm actually kind of glad we didn't see any Horizon because I don't need to see any more Horizon, I'm no. sold on it I'm going to play that game, I know what it is um, I remain basically indifferent as I have yeah, been about I saw a lot of people stuff. being <laughs> Exactly, I saw a lot of people being quite snarky oh another Deathloop trailer but I got it, the game's out in like three days they're going to put a trailer for it because yep. they want it to sell <laughs> that's, Xbox that's how one. these things work <laughs> yeah, the Xbox One had a Psychonauts trailer in it the day before exactly. Psychonauts mm-hmm. You're gonna, you've got to advertise a game that's out in three days because that's pretty much all Sony have for the rest of the year <laughs> So mm-hmm. you know they want to make money for it um, I think the big, a big one for a lot of people this one doesn't have a place in my heart but I want it to is they opened with the big KOTOR remake, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which is one of those games, as with all Bioware games, it seems to me, just pass me by. I unfortunately know the big twist in this game, but I don't feel that will ruin it for me, because I'm going to definitely play this game. I did try and play it about three years ago, but I can see why they're doing a remake, I'll put it that way, because that is not an easy game to play now, I Mm -hmm. don't think. That's Um, an old fucking game. You both have... A real soft spot for this game, I believe. Great, great game. Hilariously,
2: as we were saying earlier, um, released as an Xbox exclusive back in the day, and now it's a PlayStation Five exclusive. (laughs) I think they said, "Is it timed exclusive?" So, will probably be.
1: I don't know. Those in the past sometimes been up to a year, haven't they? Well, Forspoken is
0: at least two years on as a console launch, Uh, as a console exclusive. So, yeah,
1: soon. But yeah, not much more to to say about KOTOR. I do Do you think how much do you think they'll change it? Do you think they'll do full like change changing the gameplay? Final, Final yeah. Fantasy seven, seven, yeah. seven yeah. change I, it. I think like the original is turn based, isn't it? Real time with pause yeah. is yeah. essentially what oh, okay. it is.
0: It's kind of like first Dragon
2: Age, right? Like t- to an extent. I mean, it's fun. It literally is based on. I'm fairly sure it's D and D rule set three point five um so which is what they use for the boulder's gate games um so it essentially like the combat goes in real time but then you pause it and then you line up you queue up attacks oh, okay. for your characters to do and then you let them do them but this has to be something closer to mass effect in my eyes that you have like all of those powers that you had from kotor or at least analogues of them but you also are allowed to go and hit things with a lightsaber or shoot them with a gun. That's, that's what people
1: want. Yeah. They want to
2: use the lightsabers. I, um, I, I am really interested to see how they deal with the combat in
0: this. Cause I think that has aged out a little bit. So, mm-hmm. but I think it could be, you don't like tactical lightsaber gameplay is something I'm just into the idea of. And I want someone to do well, especially after Jedi fallen order made lightsabers seem like shit. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that. Uh, Nice. I think it's just gonna it should just look lovely as well. I'm glad mm. they've said it's a full um Like Like ground up. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a full remake, it's not a remaster, which I think what the rumors originally. Um yeah, I'm into it.
1: Yeah. Not much more to say about that one really. Then it'll look lovely probably. Uh Forspoken. So I wasn't really first couple of times they showed off this game, I wasn't really that into it, but that latest trailer did grab me quite a bit. I love I didn't realise it was quite as Almost like an old school Disney movie in a way. It's like someone from the modern world is pulled into a fantasy mm. world and they have to save the kingdom. It kind of reminded me of like, it reminded me really of Return to Oz, which I think we mentioned a few weeks ago. Um, I'm just into, I'm not completely sold on the combats. that's generally not my cup of tea, that sort of action. But Joe, I imagine this is your alley Straight up, yes, please. When I saw like, because
0: for spoken, I was I've been the same. I've been like, oh, it looks really nice, but beyond that, Mm -hmm. like the story never quite got me. And like we, I don't think we'd seen much. Like I don't give a shit about dragons and stuff generally. Um, But uh, just something about that setup, like the fish out of water thing. I like. I I didn't think all the jokes landed, but it was like I like that it has a kind of zippy sense of humor. It feels very Mm -hmm. not. Japanese RPG, which I kind of like I expected it to be a bit I'm sure it will get into some wild Final Fantasy bullshit somewhere down the line. But I like, yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, <laughs> Namura's gonna come in and look and be like, put fucking Buzz Lightyear in it, Jesus. Um But the But I like that there's a different vibe to it, but in a similar looking world. It feels quite like um not anachronistic, but it feel it feels interesting that those things have yeah. been put together. And then yeah, that action, when I saw that. Like the different kinds of magic and how they seem to be comboing and that kind of stuff. Like that is so far up my street, mm-hmm. um, and I'm it's really fa- hoping it's not tied to like. I I like I really like the Final Fantasy VII remake combat. I hope mm-hmm. it's a proper action game. I want it to yeah. be like a fully fledged one.
2: Well, it, it reminds me a lot more of Final Fantasy 15's combat. That kind mm. of like the way in 15 you'd be able to hurl your sword and then. The teleport animation would do that thing where it'd turn you into particles and mm. pull you to the sword there's a lot of that to it which obviously you know is square enix is the luminosity studio is it the uh, luminous yeah luminous yeah like there's all that kind of lineage there um so but- this yeah this is the final fantasy 15 team
0: minus the director because yeah he, mm-hmm. i don't know why he left there was some weirdness um yeah
2: so yeah but yeah there's lots of that and i must say that the humor does land for me like that first trailer where it's like is that a motherfucking dragon or whatever she said like that was already kind of like okay i think i'm going to be into this mm. but seeing anything that has like that ability to zip from rooftop to rooftop uh while firing spells off and stuff like that mm-hmm. the, that has a power fantasy for me that i really like
0: I also yeah, love int- like there there's Go this on. one thing they said a while back. It was a real I think it's the biggest performing story we've done on IGN about Forespoken. and it was them saying we want this to have the highest quality visuals of any open world game ever made. And it's like if you're going in with that as your idea it's like I mean it is a proper put up or shut up type situation yeah. but if they pull it off
1: like I love that that ambition. It's such it a looks cool nice. thing. I'll give it to them. They're on the right track. Yeah. I was um I was actually expecting Final Fantasy sixteen at the showcase mm. and not for spoken. Um I'm surprised they kind of announced that. They revealed it what, almost a year ago now, is mm-hmm. it? And I've kind of said nothing since. I th- and it I, think like it was
0: I think there's a good long. chance we'll see a Tokyo game show. So i I don't mm-hmm. think it'll be long before we
2: see it, really, but yeah, I agree. It's like it was an odd thing to like drop and just leave behind. Yeah. Especially considering that trailer wasn't just a teaser, it was like that was a full on, like, here are mm-hmm. cinematics from our game.
1: Yeah, and, and gameplay and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TGS sounds right, and I so suppose still got the game awards this year, so we've still got a couple of things coming up. But yeah, I was actually, I'd look at Final Fantasy 16, but we won't talk about that because they didn't show it, and we're only talking about things they showed. What they did show was more Ghostwire Tokyo, which. If Forspoken doesn't look like a Japanese game, then Ghostwire Tokyo most definitely does look like a Japanese game. Um, It's of course from Shinji's big Shinji's Shinji Mikami of Resi fame. Um, Not that you tell. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It look. It's I. I don't know. I know we should be I'm not moaning. (laughs) This just I don't know. I see a lot of people going mad about this game, and for me, I'm not getting it. I don't know. There's something about it for me that doesn't look great i don't know
0: what it is i love the concept and i love the setting i don't know what the action looks odd but it may be the same thing we talked about this like it may be the same thing as death loop where it's like it can't communicate how it feels on Mm -hmm. screen it may be it maybe all that magic stuff really works but i agree like there's something a bit stiff about how it all seems Mm -hmm. to move right now and Mm -hmm. maybe that's just because everything has to be like a precise you know, like, action game movement. But, yeah, there's something that's not quite there for me. But I do really like that storyline, and I like that it's, like, drawing in, like, old-school Japanese, like, mm-hmm. Oni, like, mm-hmm. mythology stuff. I think that's cool. I'm,
1: I'm still not sure the tone. Are they going for full... Are they going to try and make it very scary, or is... It' going to get a bit silly because i think he, fundamentally just looking at it it looks a little bit silly he's previously said it's not a horror game so
2: mm-hmm. i think okay i think there is a i think there's a knowingness to it i think to me it almost looks like which is funny considering there was one of these at, um microsoft as well but it looks like magic doom to a degree mm. like doom obviously is a bit horror because it's set in hell and has demons but it's not frightening it's just about blasting mm-hmm. the shit out of things with big shotguns mm. and this looks the same but you're blasting the shit out of ghosts with magic spells and cards which if the <laughs> dual sense stuff works well to convey that sense of magic in your hands mm. then it, it could be good but animation wise it definitely is a bit goofy which yeah. i think i like even though it looks weird like mm-hmm. don't this
0: is one of those games that i will a hundred percent play like mm-hmm. it 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 looks so weird, and it's got such a lineage of talent behind it that it, it kind of demands to be played. But I
1: am—I'm
0: more mixed on it
1: than the rest. Well, it might be the last Bethesda game you ever play on a PlayStation console. <gasps> so, oh no! <laughs> oh. Uh, a couple more things to go. We're going to actually go with GTA next because they showed GTA again, which I'm—I'm mm-hmm. I'm actually really looking forward to playing GTA Five again. Me because- too. It's been a long time, and it's just a brilliant game. I don't really need more reasons than that. Um, It's actually not coming till, is it February now? March. It was, it was March. But it was, it was meant, meant to be 11, in November. Yeah. yeah, and I was looking forward to playing that at the end of the year. I thought it'd be a nice little replay at Christmas or something. Honestly, given so the list sad. of
0: games after that we're about to talk oh, about God. after this, yeah. like, I can, <laughs> so I can wait. <laughs>
1: like Fucking there's hell, it's so too many many much. Games. Um, But I was kind of a little bit... Under, well maybe i built up in my head how much better it was going to look on ps5 but to, but i looked in i thought this just looks like the ps4 version but do you remember maybe the, i'm being do you, harsh on it
0: do you remember the first time you played the ps4 version and it was it to me it was less about like oh the characters look way better or the animation looks way better it's just mm-hmm. that the way that world sticks together and like the lighting effects pulling it all together and giving it that mm-hmm. sheen i don't think we got a good sense of that and like yeah. i i do think the same thing could happen here where once you step back into Los Santos and see it at night and it's
1: all pulled together with new visual effects, like, I think yeah. that could be amazing. I think the thing that got me most excited was when they just teased the uh, the, the seamless switch in between characters like that. Oh, God, Because yeah. I don't know if you remember the original PS3 version. It would take a good few seconds to switch between the characters. A few seconds is time. more Pointing mildly. Yeah. It's like almost <laughs> a fucking minute. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to play that game again. Yeah, me too. Like,
0: I haven't, like pl- I haven't played that campaign since what, 2013. So, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's been it's a
1: fucking long time. Is, like, yeah, that game's going to be 9 years old when it comes out again, but I will play it again. Will I get into GTA online this time? I've tried so many times. It's not no. going to happen, I think. I've just no. got a minute to myself. It's not happening. Um, but finally, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I think we all saw coming, Mhm. Radiohead on PS5. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what we were looking what for. A, bizarre thing because i think we both had different well we all have different stories of when this popped up on the stream i know um i originally it started and i was like is this remedy it looks a bit remedy like Mm. i was like is this control 2 they're teasing so it's the big red lights and then a song started playing was like Smith. i know this song and i was like this is radiohead Mm. what it's not like radiohead to put their song on a trailer for a game like we already had baby metal earlier in the show i was like that's that's enough for me (laughs) I was like, what game is this? Like, a, a, rem- a Remedy got <laughs> Radiohead. And it just popped up, Radiohead, uh, Kid a What's the easiest way to say it? Kid A-amnesia. Yeah, It's basically they're re-releasing um, two 21-year-old albums, Kid A and Amnesiac. Um, And they were just releasing those on vinyl and stuff and with some bonus tracks. And now there's a playable PS5 experience of those mm-hmm. two albums. I'm not really sure what's going on. It feels like it's,
0: they kind of, Feels like it's like an art installation, which I guess they've mm-hmm. done yeah. stuff with like Nigel Godrich's art before. Mm-hmm. Let's get into into Pitchfork Corner, <laughs> baby. Um, yeah. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me, you know. Like I have a I have a copy of Kid A that they released, and it's like a kids like those cardboardy kids books, and it's got all mm-hmm. of Nigel mm-hmm. Godrich's art coming through it. Like I could see that kind of being put into a virtual space, but it's just fuck. I thought it was Silent Hill. Like, when it popped up, that giant, like, metal pyramid in the middle, I was like, oh, fuck. Like,
1: this is some, like, bizarre Silent Hill pyramid shit. Yeah, scoring Silent Hill is Uh, the dream. Yeah,
0: and then... um, Yeah, absolutely bonkers. Um, But, like, it's it's out
1: in November. I'm really excited. (laughs) I mean, they said they weren't putting any PSVR stuff. that makes sense? This would make sense to me if it's just PSVR basically just listening to the album with, Mm. with loads of stuff going on around you. Like... I don't know, are we going to review this for IGN? I already asked Dan Soberton. I was like, can I review Kid A for IGN? <laughs> but I'm not worried about Amnesiac, because I don't think Amnesiac is that good person. I agree. But if I just review Kid A and just go 10 out of 10 done, I yeah. <laughs> like, is, is, is yeah, that him? I don't that's know. it. As
0: a, As a Radiohead fan, you can't, Give Kid A in any form less than masterpiece. So what are you going to yeah. do? <laughs> like
1: exactly. So like, I mean, yeah, it's a boring app, but it's got Kid A in it. So yeah. it's a t- So it's the <laughs> like... best game soundtrack
0: of all time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Very interested. I'm. 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 I'm intrigued. I want to mm. know what the hell that is. And yeah, what a bizarre thing to have in a show. Game. It's brilliant. I, I mean, it's the most, like.
0: It's the most, like, antique PlayStation-type announcement. Like, that's proper PS2-era
1: PlayStation shit. Yeah, and I realise, like, there's a lot of people out there that either... Oh, there's a lot of people, actually, that vehemently seem to dislike Radiohead. Go with it. They seem to be, I think, very unfairly put in the same, like, kind of bracket as Coldplay, which mm. is just... Come on, guys. Well, that's uh, absurd, And obviously. even early Coldplay's fine, so, you know, yeah. get over it. Parachute's um, a good album, lads. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Rush about the head also good. Um... But yeah, I just I realise that if you don't like Radiohead, you're probably just rolling your eyes all the way through this. But and to be fair, if it was any other music, if it was yeah. like I don't know, like S- I'm trying to Patrol. The people like, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> hard five. If it was
0: hard five, Oh, obviously. man, imagine if <laughs> <laughs> if Living for the Weekend came on, yeah. but all the same visuals.
1: <laughs> yeah, if it was yeah that or. Yeah, Razorlight. I don't know, someone. Just like on PS5, I'd be like, what is this? What's going on? What a waste of time. But because it happens to be one of who I think are the greatest bands, yeah. ever, I'm going, this is fantastic. Yeah. No, I totally get <laughs> but, you know, live with it. Yeah, Exactly. We're going to uh, do a whole... No
0: shade. We're going to do a spoiler cast. <laughs> we're going to come on, 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 on and a, a full Kid
1: A spoiler cast when it comes out in November. Uh, amazing. Can we do a live stream of it? Uh, yeah. Let's Play, everything. God, the DMCA stuff on that's going to be a nightmare. (laughs) Oh, yeah, shit. Um, Good stuff. I think that's all we're going to talk about from the PlayStation Showcase. There were a few other little bits. There was that weird little game where you turn into animals. Uh, Uh, Yeah, Um, yeah. Chia.
0: It just looks like they... (laughs) For a second, I was like, is this what Wild is now? Did they just delete (laughs) Wild and put the turning into animals thing into this cartoon game? That game looked lovely, except... For the character models, which I thought looked like shit. And I didn't understand how it was how it was put together. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think that's all the big stuff. Because, frankly, we've got so many things to talk about. Because this week has been mad. There's mm-hmm. about 55 games come out this week. We're going to talk about one, two, three, five good ones here. Plus, there's some film stuff going on. Let's talk about the film stuff. Because mm. not only yesterday was there a big old PlayStation showcase... But the first trailer for The Matrix Resurrection drops, and yeah. it's surprisingly good. Yeah, <laughs> I am like, I am
0: so tedious about how much I love The Matrix. There's my Matrix poster in the background right there, um, <laughs> and uh, and like I'm also equally, if not more so, tedious about how much I think the sequels are shit. And I can't believe that this made me think, made me excited for this film. I like, I watched it. I was like. I mean, it might have something to do with the fact that like half of that trailer is basically reshots, <laughs> reshoots from the original <laughs> film. Um, but I'm into it, and I don't know what the fuck it's
1: about, which is great. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I'm not. I don't think I'm going as mad as a lot of people. But then I tend to don't go as mad as a lot of people on on most things. But I, I'm. I would say I'm cautiously optimistic. I think it looks good. Oh. Yeah. At least I didn't I I didn't watch the trailer and go this looks bad, which is a good sign because that easily could have happened. Um, I'm intrigued in it. I'm just very wary of where that's. It looks like they're very heavily leaning on the first film. They obviously can't ignore the second, especially the end of the third, because that's kind of just you know you can't <laughs> ignore that. Um, and I will have to rewatch the second and third ones. Me I think, too, unfortunately. Certainly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen um,
0: Have you seen the two mad theories going around about it? So that, I think I've seen one.
1: I don't know if I've seen. So,
0: so there's one on. that Lawrence Fishburne's in, not in it because of canon events in The Matrix yeah, in Online. The Matrix Online. What? Because yeah. um, The Matrix Online was canon yeah, Matrix yeah. storytelling. And during the course of one of those events, Morpheus was killed. Um, and so they think, like, this is a reborn Morpheus somehow, whatever. He got plugged right. back in The Matrix or something. Um, the other mad one is in one of those shots, there is a, a projected screen showing a shot from the original Matrix movie. It's the bit where Neo's got the mirror going up his neck. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that that literal film shot is in the background. So okay. there's some chat about, is this new Matrix a world in which the Matrix exists? Is there
1: a Matrix within a Matrix?
0: Is that and, what we're talking about? And also, because the, the thing that's sticking... This is my own headcanon theory bullshit now. You know in the first matrix where Cypher is asking to be replugged in and forget everything because he wants to become an actor. He's like mm. I want to be someone important like an actor.
1: Mm.
0: It feels like Neo's life in that thing. He's got like a beautiful bathroom where he sits with a little rubber duck on his head. So is this going to be a world where he's the actor that plays Neo in the matrix and they're showing the matrix <laughs> in oh, that my world? Lord. So is he Keanu Reeves in the Matrix Resurrection? they never
1: refer to anyone by name, do they? And it would because that would make amazingly matter if it happened. It would be so weird. I mean, weird. if you're gonna reboot this series, why not go all out? Just go and do something bonkers. mad, I'm like being John Malkovich, but it's the Matrix. Because yeah. I was what I was only seven when the original came out, so I didn't watch it till probably at least five years after that, and did absolutely love it but I think I missed the whole cultural moment at the time of... I think people forget how huge this movie was mm. and, like, how different it was. Like, we've had a lot of sci-fi blockbusters since then, but this one was just... just. I think almost Christopher Nolan gets a lot of the credit for, like, the intelligent blockbuster, mm. whereas this was quite a few years before I, this- and arguably smarter than a lot of them.
0: Genuinely, like... I did I did a course at uni that covered like different <laughs> phases of Hollywood and like my professor on that course made a point of saying like the matrix is a turning point in action in action cinema like this is the mm. film that did it and so and I like I totally subscribe to that idea like this is so different to what we had before um mm-hmm. and like we don't have the current culture without it like I don't think we have the MCU
1: without this this film so yeah. like yeah it's kind of i think it's, it's unfortunate what, what's happened since because it's almost like i don't know if you could ever fully tarnish that original film because it is just it's brilliant. impossible but everything <laughs> everything since kind of the matrix did kind of become a bit of a joke for a good few years it's like yeah. let's laugh at the matrix whereas the original is so good and you know what i think the path of neo is a very good
2: game i never I, played I the path of it, neo i only ever played enter the matrix oh. which oh. was the matrix i had a great time with yeah know? Um, so i wanted the opposite
1: i wanted part where you just had all the mad slow down powers and everything mm -hmm. and that's what you got
0: honestly my main worry with this is like if you go back and watch the matrix now it's so grimy like everywhere even Mm -hmm. even the real world looks like shit like everywhere's concrete and just like rain and everyone looks a bit wet and dirty um and uh, too glossy well, the new that that trailer looks so mm. shiny and so neat, and I, mm-hmm. that may be purposeful. Like the new Matrix, whatever he's plugged into, is a, mm-hmm. is a shiny place or whatever. But it does look mm-hmm. notably different to those to those original mm-hmm. films, and yeah. I'm,
2: I'm hoping it's not just because it's like we pumped way more money into this. Yeah, there's yeah. a. I think there's something about the '90s because it's that tipping point between realistic real sets and cg right like it's come off the 80s where visual effects are becoming bigger but there's still a lot of physical sets and the way that they're filmed with like actual celluloid at that point gives them like Mm. that that very grainy sort of texture and it's the sort of texture that you expect a christopher nolan film to have but it isn't he's his films are always very sharp Mm. and there is something about the look of the matrix that i think works it feels so oppressive because of that heavy film grain and because everything is very clunky and real in the mm. sets. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do worry, like, because things like Avengers don't have any of that yeah. because of, like, modern filmmaking, and I hope they don't lose that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I And I love Yaya Abdul-Mateen
1: as well, and I think he will be fantastic but i do kind of i don't know that a lot of the matrix to me is laurence fishburne's morpheus and He's, hugo even's agent smith just being incredible i want agent smith back here's mainly. a question
0: have they given yaya abdul mateen fake acne scars to make him look more like laurence fishburne hmm.
1: i don't know if we just not seen the problem there's, him pro- I'm there's to one
0: think. shot where i was like there's some light on his face and i'm like i can't tell what i like it's kind of odd like to an hmm. extent I know Lawrence Fishburne will be sad that he's not in this movie because obviously. Uh but if I was Lawrence Fishburne and I was being ca- my, the young bee was being cast by Yahya Abdul Mateen, I'd be like, Well that is delightful. <laughs> 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 Big
1: dick <laughs> Doctor Manhattan is me. That's amazing. <laughs> um yeah, I don't think uh it's out in Christmas, it's not that long away. We have to wait a long time for a trailer. It's only what, three months away now? So Yeah, baby. That'll be a lovely Christmas treat, won't it? Well, Ooh. it's either going to be a lovely Christmas
0: treat or it's going to be absolute
1: <laughs> shite and we'll talk loads of shit about it. And
0: I'm fine with both of those things. So that's
1: Exactly. It. Yeah. We'll enjoy it either way. Um one film you have seen, Joe, that I don't think me and Matt have seen yet. I say I don't think I know I haven't seen it. Um is Shang-Chi. Yeah, baby. The I... Legend of the Ten. Is The Legend of the Ten Rings. Legend the Ten that's Rings. Right, isn't
0: it? I loved this film. I I went in with very tepid expectations. I, like we basically I was just out and about and uh, my girlfriend was like, you want to go to cinema? I was like, yeah, cool. And we just popped in. And it's one of those moments where you go in, you sit down and then you're like, from like minute one, I just fucking loved it. It's it's It feels really different. Um, it has... what I, I'll, The main thing I'll say is the trailers up until like the launch day trailers do a really good job of not telling you what this film is about or where it goes. Um, and mm-hmm. I would recommend you don't watch the latest ones like the launch day trailers they were putting on Instagram and stuff like give away loads of weird shit and I don't know why they did that um but it's a film that goes to like quite strange unexpected places the central relationship between Simulu and Orquafina's characters is like adorable like they are so much fun to watch like hang out together and you can tell they've both done like proper comic roles before um and the choreography just makes like Black Widow in particular, looked like absolute toilet. Like, it's mad. You're just watching... Like, I can't believe that a film ago we were watching people just kind of roll about and kick each other in the legs. And then that bus scene that they've showed in trailers is A, really long, and B, fucking brilliant. Like, so much happens in it. And it's... I just... I had such a nice time with it, and it was so unexpected. Um, And I'm delighted that, like... This character is, or these characters, are now part of the Marvel universe because seeing them bounce off some of those established characters will be like brilliant. Mm. It will be so nice. Yeah. Like I genuinely I can't wait. I, I can't believe how much I'm recommending it to people. But yeah, I've, I've not stopped thinking about it. I think it's great. Yeah, I'm going. I'm
1: good, definitely going to go see it soon. Uh, I just haven't had time, frankly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I just think- weird. We're not used to having to go to cinema to see a film, are we? And having no no other way of seeing it. (laughs) Well, and it's also done so well now that they've... uh, Apparently, like, Eternals
0: is definitely theatrical only as well. So they're, like, Mm -hmm. they're, they're leaning into that now. I will say, like, I'm sure some people will write in and be like, oh, it goes a bit Marvel movie, which obviously it does. It would be insane if it didn't. I actually thought the way this went a bit Marvel movie was really fun. Um but yeah, I think it's it's
1: one of those things. Um, it's just it's really good fun. It's a really nice time. There we go. Maybe we'll talk about it more once other people have seen it. Yeah. Um, you've also been playing a game, though, Joe. It's time to get into all the games we've been playing, and there's some good games here, I tell
2: mm-hmm. you.
1: Let's kick off first with the new WarioWare, Joe.
2: Yeah, WarioWare.
1: you term a term WarioWare man. You love the little mini micro I games, even. You? I you do. Love the little-
0: it's smaller like, the better, that's what you say. Uh, yeah, that's that's my motto. That's what I think yeah. about phones, it's what I think about doors, everything. Smaller Do- the better. Doors. Yeah, I love I've got a doll's house door instead of a normal front door. <laughs> it's fucking painful, but I love it. Um <laughs> WarioWare getting it together is like a weird thing. Because ultimately, I think it's probably not a good WarioWare game in the grand scheme of things. But also it is a wario ware game and thus i love it <laughs> it's kind of weird <laughs> it's it's short for a start um the the story mode is like over very quickly and it doesn't feel like it has the sort of the the wario where i remember best is is the the original game boy advance one it was original on game I, I think it was that um and that just felt like it went on forever like you were constantly unlocking new stuff and new modes Mm -hmm. and this one that process ends quite quickly like i think i had everything Mm. after about three or four hours um more or less maybe maybe a few outstanding mini games that i hadn't played or something um but just that formula doesn't ever get worse for me i love those micro games i love the silliness of it and like there's so many it's like a the the thing is that it's all designed to be funny or weird and so there's like a punchline every 4 seconds like it, you'll you'll I, I took so many screenshots playing just being like what the fuck was that like weird <laughs> illustrations and it just feels like they put Nintendo's like most bizarre artists on on WarioWare and just let them go so you get like these these bonkers drawings of wario that are apparently his like self-image uh and just him with like crazy muscles or like him as like a renaissance painting and stuff and it's just like so fun to like dip through and then there's a whole section of nintendo games as well or like nintendo reference games that are themselves great like there's a fire emblem three houses one there's a breath of the wild one there's like a donkey kong country returns one and like just lots of if you're a nintendo fan it feels like a little feast mm-hmm. that section and i think that's where they could have done way more to be honest um but it's also designed as a multiplayer game and kind of fails a little bit at that the multiplayer mini games that they've included aren't all that great um and they've done this thing where you, for the first time in the series you choose characters and every character controls very differently so some characters are completely stationary but they can like fire projectiles and other characters can only attack in one direction and stuff like that. So you have to kind of put together teams that are best placed to complete the specific games you're doing. And that kind of works in the story mode. But once you get into the mini games, like I think it was Tom put up a a video of of the volleyball mini game and it's just four people playing with the same dude who can fire projectiles at high speed. And so the ball just disappears like it never comes down. And it's like... (laughs) They just didn't think about this. Like, this doesn't yeah. work. It is a broken thing. Um, so it's kind odd. of odd.
1: So, like, once you... So do you have any desire to pick it back up once you've done it? Like, you've done your three hours. Are you I've, playing? Are you I've still definitely playing? played a bit
0: more. Like, you can do... Um, you can do that stuff where it's like... Uh, you can, So you you can replay all the story modes and unlock more things, and then every single... micro game has like a pass rate so you can there's low and there's like a huge list of challenges so it's got its own kind of achievements list built in so there's a lot to like tool about with i could see myself kind of on a tube journey picking it up playing a few micro games putting it down again but certainly in terms of like that dedicated i'm gonna play this for a few hours like that's definitely wilted a bit since i since i finished the story um Mm -hmm. because it it is a 40 pound game is that
1: is there enough there to I don't
0: know. I mean I I don't think it's I don't think it's egregious. I I think especially mm-hmm. if you are going to play it with other people. I don't think it's like beyond the pale. Like okay. But it's also, you know, you have to think about this in the context of Ninten- Nintendo games. Like they price wildly for stuff. Um and mm-hmm. frankly I'm surprised they didn't make this a 60 pound game. And I know that's not a reason to celebrate, but it is like at least there's some kind of uh yeah some kind of thought being put in there um it's yeah so it's not like it's not the the grand return to wario where i wanted it to be but i've certainly had a really nice time with it and if you are just a fan of that series it's more of that and we haven't had
1: that for a while so that's great it's something i might pick up on sale not that you know nintendo games yeah you'll you'll be waiting absolutely years yeah you know i'll play that in 2028 when um insomniac civil war comes out (laughs) um what else have we got You've both been playing the new Life is Strange 2 True Colours, which I have heard pretty much non-stop glowing reviews of this game, which has made me want to play it, because I've not really been into Life is Strange historically. I've given them a go. But this one, no, it's not about this one that I'm into. Why should I play it?
2: It's nice, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but the, I don't. I'm not nice. I don't well, like nice things. Like, quite honestly, if you don't like nice, I don't think there's anything in Life is Strange for you to like. But I mean, there's um, some horrible bits, but they're surrounded by bits. a lot of
0: nice. Mm-hmm.
2: Have you finished it now, Joe? No, I've not, I've oh. not even gotten to the end of the first episode. To be right, honest. right, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, historically, Life is Strange kind of like are these very kind of like indie lifestyle sort of tinted kind of um versions of a telltale game i suppose uh in which you go through go through a character's journey and make big decisions that branch the storylines and um that is generally tinged by the fact that there are there's quite a lot of tragedy that happens to these poor characters in them and normally complicated by supernatural powers um life is strange two colors is a slightly different kind of take on this idea and that it's still got that very kind of indie loveliness to it but it's much more of a slice of life kind of game and therefore that changes a lot of the way that you kind of approach characters and decisions as well so the storyline is about a girl called alex who has been in the like foster home system and now she's old enough to not be in that so i think i worked out eventually she's about 22 which i think massively helps Because aging up the protagonist means that we don't have any of the awkward slang of the Mm. previous games. This is the best written of the entire series by a significant margin. Even early on, I can tell that. Like, Mm -hmm. it, it feels a lot more natural. Yeah, and there's also, like, there's clearly a lot more money spent on performance capture in this. So all of the kind of small little nuances of conversation are much better conveyed in this than previous. Which is good because Alex has a hidden in inverted comma, superpower, which is that she's very empathetic and can read the kind of emotions of characters around her. Um, And what that leads to is is whereas the other characters, like Max in the first game, could literally rewind time to undo horrible things that she accidentally caused to happen. And Life is Strange 2 was much more about trying to keep your kid brother that is basically Carrie Mm. um, under control. This is much more about there is a central, a terrible thing kind of happens and there's a mystery that like runs through the game that you're trying to work out. But that's actually probably only really about a third of the game and most of it is just trying to find a new home. Like you've Mm. come to this place that that your brother's invited you to and you've not seen your brother for eight years and this place is in like the middle of the Colorado mountains basically. It's just this tiny little town um that's got not a huge amount going on but has a very tight-knit community and it's about trying to find your place there which is where this very slice of life kind of feeling comes through so actually whereas the original games were asked the previous games were asking you to make quite large decisions that caused the the like storyline to branch and move around um and could give you two very different kind of ways of big events turning out This one is much more about like how your decisions reflect your relationships, which kind of run through the game as in kind of like the people at the end who are going to turn out to be your who are who are the people that are going to be your best friends, who are the community members that are going to remember you for doing nice things for them. So when I was playing it initially, I felt like, oh, none of these decisions are really meaningful. and it's not that they're not meaningful. It's just that they don't have those kind of big surprising branches that they had in the in the original games. It's much more about who you make an impact on and also who you help because you can read their emotions and infer what they're feeling. And then that'll unlock new dialogue options, which will allow you to forge better connections with people. So it's a much more gentle kind of Life is Strange game than the previous ones. But I think it's kind of tapping into what, probably a Life is Strange audience really wants. Like, Mm -hmm. it feels quite on the money, really, for for that community.
1: I think I'm just fundamentally more likely to play it because it's not a chapterized release this time. Mm. It's
2: just all out in one
1: go. You can play it. And I think that's what... I did play the first episode of the original Life is Strange, but then the second episode came out, I was just like, I can't can't be bothered. Like, Mm. if it had all been there day one, I probably would have played it all. Um, I kind of just... Yeah. How long...
2: It was well, I totally forget the question I was going to ask. How long, roughly, is it? It's about 10 hours long. Like, So it's still split up into episodes. It's still a Life is Strange mm-hmm. game, as people would know it. It's five episodes that run into each other. They're about... You could probably do them in about an hour and 45, but if you're really into the story, then you'll obviously start reading. Like, There's a diary that Alex keeps between like encounters with different people that she'll fill in with her impressions, and song lyrics, because it is that kind of game. Like, if you can't deal with the kind of kooky indie vibes of it, you Mm -hmm. might find yourself throwing up a bit. (laughs) Everything we're saying here is, Dale's
1: gonna hate it. And we all know this. Like, Dale might physically throw
2: up if he played this game mm-hmm. it's like to give you the thing like when at the very start of the game it's very much like alex steps off a bus into this kind of new area and she goes and stands on a bridge and looks over kind of this incredibly beautiful uh colorado kind of um mm-hmm. like landscape to which then a gabrielle Aplin song starts playing off fucking english Rain, a tr- like an album that came out like in twenty eleven or something like that. that's so incredibly like small town English folk that mm-hmm. it exactly Dale would he wouldn't just no nope power of the head like spontaneously combust and play <laughs> <or fly laughs> into the stuff. He'd want to jump off that bridge and end the game there, mm-hmm. is what we're saying. Yeah. Um but I had a really nice time with it. I think like for a while I struggled around the fact that like there wasn't these big branching moments where I was like, holy shit, I fucked up and now like my mm. kid brother is causing a storm, or now I've got to try and work out how to reverse time and make sure a entire town doesn't drown. Mm. Like there's none of that kind of heaviness to it. Um but I fundamentally like that kind of slice of life element. And what it does is because it's set in this one town, it's got this kind of thing where you'll do kind of major scenes. But then it'll just let you wander around the high street and just go and check in on people that, that you quite like and you want to make sure you don't miss out on bits of their story. Which reminds me actually a lot of how in between missions in Mass Effect, you'll walk around the Normandy and just check everyone's all right. Yeah, you go and do that little route where you you, the, mm-hmm, yeah. you visit everyone on every floor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm you know, kind of like, there are some bits of that town that I couldn't stand, like the fact that there's a weed dispensary. <laughs> I was
0: gonna say, it's like the hippest rural town there's ever <laughs> been. Like, they've got a record store and a dispensary. Even the old fart who runs the pub is like a wisecracking <laughs> lad who yeah. uses social media. And you're like, this is absolute fantasy. Um But it's, yeah, even, even early on, like, I'm, I can feel like the vibe is really working for me. The backstory of the, the, like Also, the voice acting's really good, mm. and not only have they nailed lip sync, which was always a problem in Life is Strange before, like, the facial expressions that they've got, like, so the facial animations are amazing. Like, they use them in really nuanced, interesting ways. They're not just like... It's not like, I'm saying concerned dialogue, and thus I have a concerned face. Like, there are silent moments where you see people make facial expressions that sort of betray their true emotions before they say something. Like, it feels very... A- actually in a, mm-hmm. in like a really impressive way and in a way that most games do not nail um mm-hmm. you can tell like there's a real director behind behind all this um and like th- this is me an hour in so i'm really interested in seeing where that goes um mm-hmm. yeah i think it's a, i think it's it's a very cool step and i i i i'm into that slice of life thing like the apocalyptic elements of Life is Strange were never what I liked most anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. See, so I, I did it. really like those bits of those games, but I ultimately think, like, games have to change, right? And some there are so many series that never do, and mm. kind of they just get stuck in a rut, and it's like, yeah, you can enjoy going to the same well, and it's still the same flavours that you like, but... Like as I always find with music, which I guess you know makes sense considering Life is Strange is so tied to musical. But the best bands change their albums, like album to album, they've got like really different things they're exploring, mm-hmm. and that's just the same. Like I, yes, I miss those more heavy feeling changes in the story, but ultimately, like I think they found like the right path for where this series and like its fans especially are at the moment, and mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I think they've done a real good job, and yeah. I hope. There's a character in this that is in a previous Life is Strange. There's a character called um Steph, and she was in Before the Storm. And I quite like the fact that there's just like these little things that remind you like Life is Strange is a thing in which like people live in the same world. And I kind of like you know, there are some really good characters in this, like real strong character development. I'd like to hope that maybe they'll turn up as a supporting mm. character in another game. That'd yeah. be cool.
1: Nice. You just remind me, yeah, it's like all the best bands. When Kid A originally came out, everyone was like, what is this new director? What <laughs> What's going on here? Suddenly, over time, people realised
2: this is a fantastic piece of work. You'll get some Radiohead um, in Life is Strange as well. Oh,
1: in the trailer, they did do a Creep cover, didn't mm-hmm. they? But yeah. I will you say, don't... you know, that song has been covered to absolute death. Also, oh, it's,
0: it's actually quite a good moment in this. I was genuinely dreading okay. that bit coming up, but mm-hmm. it, kind, it kind of works. I mean, it's still, you know... It's still very yeah. life is strangey, uh, but it is actually quite it's, a good moment. It's
1: not it's not a love song, and that's what people <laughs> often cover. Well, it, it, it is it's, not used in that way no.
2: here. Mm-hmm. The other thing I like about the music in this is like obviously the kind of record story is very much a kind of like it's for hip people that listen to music before it was cool. But the Kings of Leon album they get is post sex on fire, which yeah. means it's not cool. Uh, yeah, it was, okay. it's really
0: odd. Very like because yeah, the bit that bit is like Oh yeah, King- it feels like they went to Kings of Leon and were like we want to we want to license this cuz this feels right for this relationship. Mm-hmm. But then Kings of Leon were like cool but you can only use one of our later albums, not the ones yeah. that people actually liked at the <laughs> time you're talking about. <laughs> um that, oh, that wow. was really weird that moment. Um cuz yeah, you did just they put- remind
1: me though. Go on. I was just going to say if they put on fucking King of the Rodeo, I would have been well in, but no, it was <laughs> some yeah. old bullshit. Oh, Um you did remind me, though, I have actually... I should update people. i finished Mass Effect. All three. The <gasps> nice. trilogy. It's done. I loved them all. I would say three is the best. Mm-hmm. I, it I, it I is like the best the game. Um, yeah,
0: I still think, two. I engaged with, like, that group and that story a little bit more, but mm-hmm.
1: three, like, the act of playing know, three think, is so nice. I think I engaged with three. Maybe I had the benefit of playing it after all the DLC's been added and stuff. So I had That's full, very true. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I absolutely love that series. Very happy I played them, uh, and yeah, I can't wait for the next one. Now I can fully get in on all the hype, which I'm happy about. When are you going uh, to play Andromeda? Do you know what I played Androm? I played the first few hours of Andromeda before I even played any of the trilogies. So mm. I won't be going back to that. I've um, still never touched a minute of Andromeda,
0: and I maybe I should for educational yeah. purposes. But I've heard
1: it's not terrible.
2: It's just not what anyone it's, wanted. <laughs> yeah, it's a very seven out of ten, and even maybe yeah. the, the end dips off mm. yeah. goes into a five out I'd, of ten there's
1: too many good games to play to do that as we will further show here um another game about coming of age in colorado is the artful escape which seems to be a theme uh, at the moment i this dropped on xbox game pass yesterday i played the first roughly two hours last night and i'm about halfway through um it's what I wanted from this game, which is it's not really much of a game. Mm. Uh, You're not doing a lot. Like, you're not doing a lot. You can't really fail, but it's about you basically play as Francis Vendetti, who is the nephew of basically Bob Dylan in this world. His uncle is the world's most famous folk musician from the 60s or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's basically a young musician about to play his first show, and everyone's expecting him to basically be the second coming of him, and he feels under pressure to be this folk singer, and truth be told, he wants to play different. He wants to be his own artist. He's under that pressure. So what happens is a strange event happens, basically, and you are transported on this mad, psychedelic, like... Alien-fueled journey through the stars, essentially, to try and find your own,
2: your your own own kind of,
1: yeah, your own sound, your own look. Yeah, make your make yourself yourself, and not your uncle. Basically, is what you're trying to do. And it's kind of it's an absolutely beautiful game to look at. Like every different scene looks absurdly good, and it's kind of painted in that sort of, almost like. The Beatles' Yellow Submarine crossed with a bit of like Terry Gilliam, Monty Python stuff as well, nice. and just it looks unbelievable. It sounds unbelievable. The music is basically just non stop psychedelic rock guitar solos and like a bit of jazz rock, and a bit of it's just all mixes up. And it is incredible to just take in. And sometimes, so basically, you run through this game just with left or right on the analog stick, as you do in pretty much every game. Um But then you just hold in the X button and that brings out your guitar and you just start shredding to whatever music is playing. It just plays along to it. So sometimes I was just standing like a really cool landscape, just holding in X, just taking it in because it sounds amazing. And the gameplay doesn't really develop much beyond that so far. I'm only at the halfway point. There's some light platforming where you have to jump over gaps while shredding. And mm-hmm. then there's the occasional sort of at the end of the level they're not really boss battles because you're kind of just playing along with other people but basically very simple like memory game stuff like um remembering like press x y left bumper x Mm -hmm. y left bumper that sort of thing to try and get through the levels and like i said it's not the most challenging game in the world and i don't think it's about the gameplay and that's not really what i'm playing it for it's just an incredible thing to look at and taken, kind of a bit like why well, I imagine the Radiohead thing will be like it's not going to be, imagine if the Radiohead thing's an FPS now <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I would recommend this, like, I think you'll pretty much within half an hour know if this game is for you or not, it's only four or five hours long I think, and I'm, I'm loving it because it's, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, uh, The Artful Escape if you haven't heard of it are you guys going to try it out? I am. I'm
0: really looking yeah. forward to it. I've just got too many fucking things. Oh, it's uh, already yes.
1: downloaded.
2: I'm playing it this weekend. Yeah, I'm Lovely.
0: doing. I'm I'm doing simultaneously. Game. I don't know if I could talk about and also Forgotten City. Uh, so just there's too many thoughts to, mm-hmm. to handle. Oh, other things. You're gonna have
1: a treat with the Forgotten City. I'm, I'm like and,
0: I'm like four hours God. in, and uh, it's. I mean, you've talked extensively. It's fucking amazing. Like, it's it's mad how well that that idea works.
1: Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, the art for the escape. I would recommend anyone try out because if you have Game Pass, after all, it is free, and you know, you'll find out if you like it or not. Uh, just smack some headphones on mm. and play it really loud. Or if you have a good sound system, just play it loud. Um. You guys have been playing The Lost in, the Lost in Random, Lost in Random, mm. which is out today. I've been excited for this game. I know, Joe, you did a preview last week where mm. you were very excited for it. Yeah. You've been playing the full thing. I have not Are gone you still... further
0: than I got in my preview, I have to say.
1: So oh, my, my thoughts <laughs> about the preview remain intact. Well... You didn't talk about it on the podcast, so people can hear your thoughts on the freebie. Matt, where are you at?
2: Are you enjoying it? Uh, I am in what I believe is known as Two Town.
0: Okay, yeah. So I I got to the end of Two Town in my section, Mm -hmm. so we played more or less the same stuff. Um, So my feelings about it were, uh, I really love how it looks. I really like Mm -hmm. the sort of, it's got the proper dark fairy tale-like. It feels family-friendly, but then there's some stuff that pops up and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is really <laughs> horrible, um, which is cool. And I, like, I came out really intrigued by the combat. And from I understand from uh, reviews which are trickling out as we speak, like I think the combat maybe doesn't expand in the way I was hoping oh, it would, which is a, a bit shame. sad, but I will say that the combat itself is still really fun. I love the idea behind it. It's properly strange. Like you start every battle completely powerless apart from the ability to knock crystals off of your enemies, which power which for every crystal you pick up you draw a card more or less. Like maybe it's this sort of a power system at work that I can't quite work out. Um and you draw these cards and then at a certain point you can roll this little dice friend you have and whatever whatever number he lands on is how much mana you have to spend on the cards so you've got this like deck building thing of like how am i going to build the best combat deck for like i'm statistically am i always going to draw a weapon that i can use am i going to get enough healing as i go through and am i going to be able to drop like traps or like buffs um so it really it genuinely has like a you know a thoughtful deck building system at the heart of it but it's translated into an action game which is very cool like it's just very interesting uh, and like you can get fucked over like there were times where I built a bad deck and I was just like repeatedly not drawing a weapon and just having to fucking run away all the time <laughs> um, and I just think that's I think it's just really interesting I love that a game is trying something that genuinely it's very rare in a preview that you're trying to describe a system that literally has no immediate precedent. Like, there's nothing else like that. And that's always Mm -hmm. a good sign. That's, like, something different is happening here.
2: Yeah, I think kind of, like, we would casually mentioned the idea that there's a little bit of Final Fantasy VII Remake Mm. parallel in the way that the combat works, in that, like, when you throw Dicey, your dice friend, it puts the world in a frozen state, so you can then have a look through, like, okay, so Dicey's rolled a two- that means i've got two mana to spend let me have a look through my cards am i going to spend two one cards which you know in my deck at the moment is that will give me a sword and it would let me like maybe use a healing potion or something like that or Mm. do i want to spend both of them together and give myself a bow and arrow or stuff like that Mm. and i like that the fact that when you give yourself a sword like that sword will eventually break so you need to make sure there are multiple swords in your deck like all of this stuff i think is is really fun and that is a shame that you know if that doesn't get any more advanced or interesting than that but i still think it's one of those things that like there are plenty of shooters where the shooting feels good and it never fundamentally doesn't get any more interesting because the enemy design isn't good but Mm. if the shooting feels good the shooting feels good right so like the if the core of that system is good like i'm sure it's almost certainly that game's like six hours long isn't it it can't be yeah. I, well, I, I'm I not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to the end of Two Town
0: and there are six places uh, yeah. mm-hmm. within two or three hours. So it's not like, it's
2: yeah, certainly not going to be a, a enormous proposition. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably enough to like keep it afloat for mm. that kind of, if it's as long as I think it is, then I think it will hold my attention. Um, I really like the look of it. It does oddly feel a little bit And I don't mean this as an insult, but like a PlayStation 2 game in the way that you explore the kind of worlds. Mm. They're very kind of like from an era where worlds had to be a little bit more like tightly built because of the fact that like there's not that many NPCs we can put in. But that does mean that while you might only see one NPC on every corner of these towns, they're fucking weird. Each one in me is really bizarre and quite memorable in very much the way like... I don't want to say they're definitely inspired by, but there's a lot of Leica in this, a lot of Coraline and yep. Box Trolls, especially.
0: Yeah, uh, like, and it comes. I think uh, I follow the the kind of. I don't think he's the director, but he's certainly the guy that runs that studio. Mm-hmm. Studio on Instagram, and he he does a lot of those things as sculpted creatures, and you can yep. really feel it. Like, you can feel that someone has made those things. They're not just like flat digital creations and i Mm -hmm. i do love that feeling that it's sort of uh it's got quite a like a chunky like like odd claymation-y feel to it and Mm -hmm. things move that way as well like everything kind of moves in that slightly stilted interesting way that claymation does like it's it's cool i like it
2: yeah it's got that that thing where like nothing proportionally makes sense yet it Mm. looks right like everybody's kind of like big bodies on very small legs Mm -hmm. and like at heights that don't make sense and wolves where their noses curl back almost like in a burton style (laughs) kind of spiral Mm -hmm. a lot of that um really good like accent work across the board like meeting a wolf that comes clearly from somewhere in yorkshire but then the next time you'll meet an american fish
0: yeah like yeah (laughs) they've clearly had some fun fun with how that stuff's put together um Mm -hmm. which actually is something that i think zoink in general have always done quite well like that um they did like stick it to the man Mm -hmm. and and these games they're always written well most of their games are written in conjunction with ryan north who did like dinosaur comics and has written squirrel girl and and stuff and like there's a lot of that kind of vibrancy and weirdness that comes through it's it's uh, yeah it's just really nice like i'm glad that this thing exists Mm because i don't think it's going to set the world on fire but i think it's it's like a very unusual thing made by a studio that's been given the license to do that. You see that so rarely at <laughs> this scale that it's mm-hmm. it's very cool.
2: Especially yeah. from a studio, from a publisher like EA, you know, like mm. has a reputation of being very risk averse. And yeah. yet, yes, it's obviously very, very small budget compared to the games that EA have historically made. But it is nice they've got this brand where they're just like, here, have some more money than you normally would be able to as an indie studio, and just go off and make something that's quite indie. Well, I think this
0: yeah. we- this weirdly busy period at the end of the year has made a lot of people forget that it takes two. Definitely, is mm. still a game of the year contender for a lot yeah, of people, familiar. and like, yeah, the idea that EA Originals has had this and it takes two in one year is like a massive mm-hmm. boot. You know, it's like a massive feather
1: in their cap. Like this, mm-hmm. they're doing some really cool stuff out of that program. Yeah. I mean, it takes two is think now currently tied as my game of the year and you know where it might have slipped a second because i'm currently on the last level of psychonauts 2 Mm -hmm. and i think psychonauts 2 has edged it for me as my current game of the year Mm -hmm. we all know deflute comes out i'm hearing good things Mm -hmm. could be good previews were very promising but who knows um i don't know i've been playing i know jesse spoke extensively about psychonauts a couple of weeks ago but i just want to say since then i've pretty much i'm on the last level now i it surprised me how much i love this game Mm -hmm. i've absolutely loved pretty much every minute of it it surprised me maybe i was just a bit ignorant about it because i never played the original i didn't realize how genuinely funny it was and how much like grim fandango it was Mm. like i didn't it took me by surprise you know there's obviously it's got tim Schaefer behind it it's gonna have that sort of writing he's been writing like that for 30 years like (laughs) he's gonna it's gonna have some of that come through but i think the biggest part to me was also the music because they've got the same composer from those games like the music just sounds like grim fandango music to me and that makes me very happy and apart from just it being genuinely funny and charming and the level design and the art design being great to look at. It's just really fun to play as well. And it's surprised me, I think I talked to you briefly about Matt, about this, how complex the combat can
2: be at times and some of the puzzle solutions. Mm-hmm. The combat weirdly reminds me of Doom Eternal in that every <laughs> single thing has a very distinct thing that works against it, which yeah. Doom does really well. Is like all the guns are calibrated, that like this gun works against this creature and all mm-hmm. that. But... I was really surprised at how much Psychonauts actually demands out of you. Like, there are characters that you can fight that require you to use two powers in order to kind of work yeah. it down. And then you start to realize, like, so, for example, one of them, I think it's called the Sensor. You have to knock it out before you can really start beating it up. So you pick up things and chuck it. But then mm. it will do combat encounters where there's no things on the floor to pick up. But there are things flying around that you can shoot them out the sky and then pick up the things. Yeah. That they've got and then hurl it at the sensors and then do it. And like all of that interplay, like I love any systemic stuff that works like that. And that really surprised me. And then yeah, I like that the fact that it works in that like arts games lineage of that there are characters that you go and speak to and have multiple dialogue options, and then they'll be like, Oh, I've got an item, but you can't have it. And it's just like, oh, I've got to go and figure out how to get that, which is completely Monkey Island through and through, or Grim Fandango. But the way that you do it is through an action platformer system rather than a, a point-and-click game. Mm. It's I'm loving it so much, yeah. It's just
1: surprised me how good it is. And, yeah, you said it reminded me of Doom. It, I don't know if it's just because of the uh, telekinesis ability... It reminds me of control as well, Mm -hmm. quite a bit. I think it's mainly because you just have that ability and you are kind of almost forced to attack to get health back as well. Mm Because you can, like, I've died a lot of times. I will say a lot of times I've died has been through some quite annoyingly imprecise platforming. But, Mm, you know, it's not a perfect game by any means. But I'm just having such a great time. And it's also surprised me how long it is as well. Like, I've been playing this game a long time now and I've only just got to the last level. Yeah, it's. I'd say it's at least it's a good twelve hours. I'd say mm-hmm. I have been taking my time though, like collecting a lot of things along the way. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, I love this game so much, and yeah, I think it is currently maybe my game of the year. Are you planning on getting around to that one, Joe? There's just too many.
0: games. I, I, I mean, I've had it downloaded since launch day, and I just keep playing stuff and not finishing it, mm-hmm. and being like, you know what, I'm just gonna stop, and I don't need to be up. The like I think that's such a weird thing. You that feel that mm. feeling of needing to be up to date all the time and I'm like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna end up hating all the stuff I'm playing instead of loving the things I play individually, yeah. so I'm gonna stop and come to it. It might be a Christmas game for me. Um although if it is actually if it is in contention for game of the year I should get there earlier. Um mm. but it's one of those things where I'm like, I cannot wait, but I've just got too much in the way.
1: There's stuff happening. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I am loving so how long is it it depends i i got the like final canon ending about four and a half hours oh shit awesome okay well i'm gonna press forward with that then <laughs> yeah but it depends i only got one of the other endings before that though. Mm-hmm. there's four different endings right so i only got the second one and the last one in about four and a half hours how do you know you've got the canon ending it tells you okay good You'll get a trophy literally called Canon Ending. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's absurd. And uh, it'll be pretty obvious that this is the yep. big ending, I think. Cool. Um, yeah. I-, I can't wait to actually talk to you without spoiling it for everyone else. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Great game. Let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get to some feedback, even. Oh, uh, yeah. As you said, no endless search this week. Uh, but God, is there a lot of stuff we've talked about? Uh, and all good stuff that you should play and watch matt you've got the first piece of feedback
2: yeah this is from chris who says ahoy new listener here out of curiosity where did the whole respect the sea thing come from heard it mentioned a few times over the episodes i've listened to cheers from chris chris go listen to the drowning special you'll know it when you
0: see it because it's called the drowning special (laughs) but i mean i hope you respect the sea chris don't just take it it's not lip service we're paying to the sea we believe it wholeheartedly
1: we've got the drowning special we've got the sandwich special which i don't know they're both very good i think mean, the drowning special uh, special is very good but the sandwich special at the end of that i was almost in tears i think but it has um, nothing to do with respect the sea i should say
0: don't no. don't go looking for answers in the sandwich special except unless you want answers to what's exactly. the sandwich that could turn your asshole inside out um <laughs> cuz that is answered at the end of that i will uh, I'll, I'll spoil that um, for you now Uh I suppose, res- yeah, he's- Basically, but we should say the respect the sea thing actually came from a listener whose name has been lost to time, except if I actually bothered to go back and look. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But we just, we've embraced it as a mantra. You must respect the sea. It's so much so that it's now on the wall of a pub um, in in Stoke Newington. So (laughs) that's good.
1: Yeah, I think we've just got to remember sometimes we've got new listeners because. God, we can talk some nonsense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, if you're on the first floor of that nonsense, you're having a good time, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. You want to be on the... yeah, Not the ground floor, the first floor. Don't be on the ground floor yeah, for yeah. it. I'm in America at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a piece of feedback here from Jack Fulham. He says, mm-hmm. hey, guys, I had the one and only Joe Scrabbles pop into the Alice in Wonderland-themed cocktail bar I work in last weekend. I was so stunned by the beautiful Tash in person as I opened the door. All I could say was, hey, I recognize you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that happened. What's the weirdest weirdest place you've all been recognized by fans of the pod and IGN as a whole? Hope you've enjoyed your time in the bar, Joe. Did you enjoy your time in the bar? I did. It was a lovely cocktail bar. You can't Uh say you didn't. No, but I
0: genuinely did, so it's fine. I've got okay. pictures of it and everything. Um, it's a, It was a Mad Hatter's Tea Party-themed cocktail bar in Oxford. Uh, I'd just been for some delightful tapas, and then we stopped off there afterwards. Had a really nice whiskey cocktail served in a very unusual contraption called a Dipping Dog, which I'd never heard of Ooh. before. It's like a big... Uh, brass conical flask that they filled with whiskey and then i poured it into like i kind of mixed it into another glass it was great um Mm. and jack was very nice i was a little confused because uh we came (coughs) in jack said hey i recognize you and then said nothing more uh, but continued serving us for the next hour so i was like (laughs) well i'm not gonna say where do you recognize me from? Because then it's no. like, what if he just means, I saw you on the street earlier today? Well, I saw you on Crime Watch. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, do you recognize me from my uh, many media appearances? Uh, so <laughs> I, we just sort of sat there in like a stalemate of politeness uh, for the mm. night. But he was uh, the consummate professional behind the bar, made me some great drinks. Um, there we go. Didn't poison you. And yes, uh, the weirdest place I'd be recognized by fans of the pod is. An Alice in Wonderland themed cocktail bar. That's my answer.
1: Okay, yeah, I can't ask that question. Not really thinking about it. Uh, that's not really a weird place. Do you remember that? Got that time we were walking through uh, Leicester Square? That's, and uh, that's uh, the one I was thinking of. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, you probably listened to podcasts. Sorry, I can't remember. You know, uh, ran up to us and I held my pockets like I thought I was being mugged. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, you don't want someone running directly towards you no, in Leicester no, Square. No, no, but- Uh, It was good in the end. Actually, do you know what? Last week, when I was in Brian, uh, a a lovely man walked over and said... It recognised uh, me, Creeper, Lucy, and Tam. So that was that was lovely. I had a I had a wonderful one that.
0: recently in Sheffield where a friend of mine picked me up from the station. This sounds like we get recognised all the time. It, no,
1: that, this is literally the only like three times it's ever happened. But, but
0: this was the best, like just the best timing ever. I'm I'm really sorry I don't remember your name. Um, but someone came up to me just as my friend from uni picked me up from the station, and said some lovely things. And uh, and my friend Jamie was just like. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> he had no idea why anyone would come up to me. I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'll just, uh, just do this podcast." Actually, it was pretty, uh, pretty, 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 pretty popular. Uh, yeah, that was
1: fun. Yeah. Matt, D- never, never, never. because you need was... to hang around with me more, don't you? That's just... no, <laughs> no, really, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs>
0: Look, if you recognize Matt in the street.
1: Run up to him, screaming <laughs> his be, face. <laughs> to be quite fair to Matt, I think for almost two what you've been here, almost, well, it'll be three years, years in
2: March. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: like two and a half years, roughly. For a good year and a half of that, we haven't been outside. This is true. <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> so that's uh, probably contributing quite a lot to that. Uh, do you know what? Next time I see you, I'll recognise you. Oh, thank you, Simon. That's so nice. Yeah, uh, Joe, you've got a, a long old email that I did oh, cut down considerably. You, so you have cut this down? This is about half as long as it was. Yeah.
0: Jesus Christ. Right. This is from Madison in Belfast. Uh, long time listener to what I consider to be one of the most authentic never had that one before Ooh. and enjoyable podcasts. So much so that i thought about writing in many times. I felt I had to break my silence after your recent request for some feedback. Do we not have, have enough feedback and we're just begging for it? Is that what happened? <laughs> Um, Ign underscore uk feedback at uh, And a few topics of chat resonated with me. This has turned into somewhat of a fucking beef, Wellington. I don't know what that means, but bear with me. To make it easier for you to tuck in, I've divided it up. If you decide to include any of it, well, I hear half of it's gone. Crisp chat. We haven't done crisp chat for a while, have we? I haven't listened to the last one. I'm I'm sorry. No, we haven't. But I'm glad it's back. Yeah. I find this nothing better than a Tesco meal deal club sandwich. Combined with your flavour preference of tato's crisps, see we don't get tato's crisps in Sacky. meal deals over here, and I fucking love them. To make a oh to make a decadent crisp sandwich, washing all that down with an innocent blue bolt, not a smoothie, is hard to resist. Uh, a listener last week asked, "Oh, this is a different thing." What we thinking? We we responding to that? Um, Do we get the club
1: sandwich up here? Yeah, it's been so long since I've gone in a Tesco. <laughs> is it really? Or bought a meal deal? Like I just, I, I, I still quite regularly get a meal deal from my local really? Tesco. Yeah. I don't have a Tesco that near me. My nearest Tesco is like a good twenty minute walk away. I'm uh,
0: generally Caesar salad, one of the big cans of Red Bull because I have no respect for my guts, and maybe like a I quite. I know it's naughty, but I'm quite partial to little packets of Fridge Raiders. You know, those, like, reconstituted
1: Ooh. chicken nuggets. I like those. Why so. not? It's been a, it's been far too long since I've had a skips and drench. Yeah. You know. Is it's drench a, even yeah. still around? Yeah, you Is can it. Is drench a casualty Ooh, of, the, pod- of the pandemic? No, we're all right. Okay. Uh, nah, you can find it.
0: Uh, but yeah, it's a good combo. Next section. A listener last week asked about games and films we defend and promote, despite lack of general adoration. So on that note dog soldiers uh which is a film that a lot of people really love uh dog soldiers seen it. you haven't seen it no i think you'd quite like it dog soldiers is a british mm. action slash horror slash comedy film that is in my opinion one of the best and most underrated films in general If by some chance you haven't heard anything about this film, I'll try and sum it up. A young but promising team of British army lads who would much rather be at the pub, watching the game, or at home with their wives, are instead on a special training weekend in the mountains when they come across the bodies of some gored special forces members. They have to survive the night against their unknown enemy. I am the furthest thing from a typical <laughs> British army lad, but that element is important to mention because while not the defining feature of the film, it helps it establish a truly difficult balance between the humour and the likability of the characters with the real tension and horror of the film. If any of you are unaware of it, please seek it out and watch it. And If you have seen it, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I think it's good. It's one of those films that um, me and my friends like turned on a lot when we were drinking as teenagers. You know when you're just sitting around, you're like... Let's
1: watch Shrek 2 or Dog Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Which one? Um, maybe maybe I'll happen. pop it on. Oh, I will say it was, it was a well, well-written little critique of it, which has yeah. got me interested. Uh, so. And
0: has le- and it has been careful enough to leave out what the enemy is, which is very good. Um, huh. The uh, The other thing I would say... Is that I've forgotten what I was going to say. So I'll carry on. Good. A, a, game I fe- a game I feel compelled to defend is Don't Nod's 2018 janky RPG Vampire. It received a mixed bag of reviews upon release with a lot of issue taken with the load times and aspects of the game's design. While it will make you suffer some long load times, like load times, and crash relatively frequently, I will die on the hill of this game being fantastic. Enhanced greatly by its soundtrack and period slash genre-appropriate voice acting, it's a fun blend of dialogue, exploration, and stamina-based combat a la Code Vein, etc. Um, I never really got into Vampire. I played a few hours. Uh, I love the idea but yeah it is execution that
2: was an issue for mm-hmm. me i unfortunately we never... think the combat in that game is dreadful but mm-hmm. i do like the links that you make between kind of people there's a lot of like good like social yeah. rpg elements to it that's it i mm-hmm. wish it wasn't a game in which you
1: had to fight people i wish you were just a strong vampire who killed everyone or
0: <laughs> chose not to yeah
1: i i would ask you joe what's. Uh games that people don't like that you defend to death, but I already know it's Dynasty Warriors. So Dynasty Warriors three and Dynasty Warriors eight XL. They're the two. Is uh, it time well I suppose this one isn't considered that bad, but are you gonna break up El Shaddai? Are we getting that remake anytime soon?
0: <laughs> well it's just come out on PC. Um they've just done oh, a yes! remastered
1: PC version.
0: I I very nearly bought it the other day before going, Why the fuck am I buying El Shaddai? <laughs> it's really good if you want to play something that is clearly the inspiration for a lot of Devil May Cry, play El Shaddai, it's amazing. Madison ends with, this leads me nicely to my own question. Like most, I have long and often overlapping lists of favourite games, books and films. The majority of these titles I will have played slash read or watched multiple times. However, there are a much smaller number of games, books and films that are in my favourites of their respective mediums, but are treated quite differently to how I approach and consume the other more standard favourites. It's quite hard to pass in my brain. (laughs) Whether that is because they have been a more profound personal experience or because I subconsciously don't want to get bored of them, I will either have only experienced them once in my life or go five or so years between deciding to play or watch them for that second time. I see. For me, Hmm. The Neon Demon, Dog Soldiers, Kill List, The Last of Us, Child of Light, and The Picture of Dorian Gray are such titles. That's a weird list. I love it. How about you? Are there any games, books, or films that you guys have maybe only spent time with once and or hold in a higher regard, and are still a hundred percent amongst your favourites. um Ooh. In terms Good of games, question. that's pretty much all games. I barely, I almost never replay games. I I can't think of many games I've gone back to. um In like a play the whole story through twice way.
1: I have replayed. I'm weird. I do replay and rewatch stuff that people probably don't replay and rewatch. Like mm. I have replayed Red Dead Two. Like they'll be blades like, to film I watch. Every six months to a year, which is probably a hard watch for a lot of people. Uh I don't know. Um I think like there's obvious stuff like even saying that, The Last of Us Part Two's only been out over a year, but I have kinda of got the hankering to play that again. Um I, I on, on Madison's list, Kill List is a film I've only watched oh, once. Yes. But
0: that's for that reason of like I think it's absolutely astonishing. But it's fucking Horrible. Yeah.
1: And like I just I've don't seen, think I can go back to it. I've seen it like four or five times, but I mainly think that's because it's been like, Oh, I've been with someone, they've been like, We should watch this mm. and you put it on because they've never heard of it. Yeah. Um I don't know. There's the obvious ones that are hard watch. like I've only ever seen Schindler's this once. It's undeniably mm-hmm. a brilliant film. You're not popping it on all the time, are you? Um, I, don't, I don't think there's
0: anything where I've like consciously gone, I'm saving this
1: for myself. Do you know what I mean? Like <sighs> Yeah i don't know games is i know it's easier to think of films i think than than games
0: I think also games i would say even if i was like a game replayer i think games mm. in which you craft your own story through choices i would have very little wish to go back to and and see the other stuff like i'm quite into the my choices are my choices that's how the story played out that's the yeah. end especially games that don't do the here's the true ending which i often find very fucking annoying.
1: Um I know what you mean. Like i think yeah. with films it's ones to me that i know i saw in the cinema and i know they won't be better when i see them at home like mm. i have when i watched don kirk in a cinema i was almost in tears almost every 5 minutes. I did rewatch it at home still a brilliant film to watch, just didn't have the same impact being just totally surrounded by it. Mm-hmm.
2: Interstellar the same Really, uh, a rival's one I haven't rewatched since the cinema. I've never rewatched Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I never will because <laughs> really, yeah, because like I've I watched it twice in the cinema, and that's exactly where that film needs to be seen. Mm. And no, mm-hmm. not going anywhere else. Yeah, just like we have got Dune coming up soon. Like
1: that is one that I imagine you'll see in the cinema. I'll be like, June's not going to be one you watch over and
2: over again, is it? No. I, You're what? Like not. the thing is with that is like it's got to hopefully. Denis will get to do a part two. In which case, then yes, I'll watch part one again on yeah. on on a, a Blu Ray. But it won't be where I want to watch it. I can tell you that.
1: There we go. It's a good question to open up to people. IGN underscore UKP back at IGN.com. Any games, books, or films that you absolutely love? One of your favourites, but you just have only seen once, or maybe maybe twice, with a, a minimum six year gap. <laughs> I don't. Know. Uh, this was a good chat this week about lots and lots of good and exciting things. Bloody hell Wasn't it was it? long. Oh and we didn't even imagine if we'd done an endless search, God. We might be the first mess. ever two hour one. God. We've almost certainly um, done a two hour one. Have we? Just Probably. a standard one? A standard two hour I well, don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. Should we just waffle for half an hour and see? No, what I will say at the end though no, is go and watch uh Matt
0: and Cardi's arcane uh from Dishonored to Death Loop. Breakdown because it was fucking awesome. I watched it this morning and I haven't seen it before. Oh, yeah, um, you're you're it was very kind. A really good video. If you're excited for Deathloop, it'll make you go, mm-hmm. I want Deathloop
1: more. Um, so,
0: <laughs> that, and if that's not what you were going for, then I don't know
1: what you were. Exactly. And what? Deathloop's out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Finally, yeah. it feels like we've been waiting an age for this game. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to playing it. I suppose we'll talk about that next week a lot. Matt, Almost I means you're on the podcast again next week, probably, because <laughs> if we need anyone to talk about arcane, it'll be you, won't it? Yeah, I'm sure I can clock in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, lovely. Uh, I suppose that's it. Yeah. What music? Is it too on the nose to just put
0: everything, everything in its right place? <laughs> no, I'll
1: put it on, because I love that intro. It's, it's the really only nice. excuse you're going to get to put Radiohead at the end of a podcast. Very true. Let's Get it nice. on there. Okay, lovely stuff. Goodbye,
0: everyone. Bye enjoy yourselves see us